We are continuing with the one, which is required reading, of course. <laughs> Actually, uh, this is a continuing introduction to the essential Platonus, uh, Platinus, on the concept of the one, page 17. Professor Gilson has remarked somewhere that it is with the historian of ideas as it is with the painter. Eventual success or failure depends upon seeing the thing from the proper angle, that it all comes down to something as prosaic as putting one's chair at the outset in the right place. Anyone who would succeed in understanding Platonus must, Platinus must seat himself squarely before the concept of the one. And it is essentially initially significant both of what he meant by it and of the difficulty of determining exactly what he meant by it. A Platonist would be the first to take exception to our referring to it as a concept. So don't say that it's a concept. <laughs> We're not reading about a concept here. <laughs> the one. It would be better not to you quote from Quote from Platonus, it would be better not to use the word one at all than use it here in the positive sense, for only confusion would come of that. The word is useful solely in getting the inquiry started all right to the extent that it designates absolute simplicity. <laughs> Do you prefer absolute simplicity? <laughs> Absolute simplicity. But then even this designation must be promptly eliminated, for neither it nor any other designation can be applied to what no sound can convey, what cannot be known on, on, on any hearing. Only the contemplative knows it, and even he, should he seek to see a form, would not, would know it not. So only the contemplative knows it. <laughs> That's why we're reading about the masters of contemplation. <laughs> Accordingly, after the initial positive designation, in other words, the one which serves simply to orient one's efforts in the right direction, the procedure must be negative. First of all, the one is not a number, but the measure of number itself. It is the measure and not the measured. Quote from Plotinus, quote, It is the measure and not the measured. Book 5, section 5, 32-4. This, despite the simplicity of expression, is high and complex doctrine. Dean Inge, with characteristic perceptiveness, lays hold of the essential. Quote, we must be careful, he says, not to give. The one, a merely numerical sense. In this, the numerical sense, unity and plurality are correlative, so that we cannot have the former without the latter. In this sense, the absolute one would be an impossible abstraction. But for Platinus, the one is the source from which the differentiation of plurality and unity Proceeds. It is the transcendence of separate separability rather than the negation of plurality. 
Can you tell me what that means? <laughs> it is the transcendence of separability rather than the negation of plurality. Yet, not all would go along with Inge's conclusion that had the Greeks a symbol for zero. That had the Greeks a symbol for zero, Platonists might well have anticipated Scotus Eregina, who called it Nile. Nihil, Nile, N-I-H-I-L. For Platonists, it so happens, did elsewhere call it... Um, I'll call it to Eden, book three, eight, quite as straightforwardly as Eugenia called it Nile. Yet he did not mean zero any more than Eugenia did. For zero is within the numerical series, this is not the measure of it. According to the text of Platonus, just cited the trans, the one transcends the numerical series and is the measure of it. And although Dean Inge seems to have done so with the greatest of ease, most would find it difficult to deny a residual Pythagorean, Pyth Pythagorean context in the Platinian notion of the one. For Platinus, as for the Pythagoreans, Pythagoreans, the one is statically the unity by which all number is intelligible. And dynamically, the unity whence and whither all multiplicity moves. Numenius, the Neopythagorean, being one of his informants, such a content is easily understandable. In any case, this much is certain. Platon, Platonus could never have meant zero. Speculatively, at least Platinia, mysticism does not end up in the void. So, so at least this reading is not going to end up somewhere in the void. I don't want to leave the reader stuck somewhere in the void. Psychologically, it is something else again. But of that latter, not number then, but the measure of a number, the one, is not essence either, because if it were, it would be limited. Book 5, 5, 32, 6. Platonus never seems to have encompassed the idea of a reality that could be determinate, having or being an essence, and yet undetermined, un, un, not finite or limited. Transcending essence, it transcends being as well because being implies essence. Book 5, 5326. it may be interesting to note, was apparently the first to make the distinction between essence and existence. For although existence, in his view, implies essence, it is not identical with essence. On the contrary, that is his reason for denying existence to the one. For every existing thing is a determinate thing, its existence circumscribed by essence. Thus it is that we can know them. Mm -hmm. The one transcends thought. Alright, so. So why are we thinking at all? <laughs> we could be doing meditation. <laughs> the one transcends thought. Both because thought supposes being an essence, book one, 
seven, fifty-four, one, and because it implies the duality of knower and known, book three, nine, thirteen, one. All these are reasons for his view. Surely, but not wholly satisfactory ones, if taken as we have taken them thus far in isolation. But they are founded upon and have the root justification in at one of Platonus's most fundamental ideas, that the nature of that of the nature of causality, the one is not essential, nor existent, nor intellect, nor intelligible. Because of all of these, it is the generative principle. And to be thus generative, it must be, in this precise regard, other. Quote, other. To the point of either man in the street of professional philosopher that one cannot give what you have not got. His response is regal. Quote, it is not necessary that one have what one gives. <laughs> it is not necessary that one have what one gives. Books. Book uh, 6, 7, 38, 17. The one, therefore, transcendent to all differentiation and form is the source of all. It is as well the term, quote, the starting point is universally the goal. Book 3, 8, 37. This is the principle that in our end is our beginning which will provide the speculative ingredients of the medieval view of the cosmos that Wittingly or unwittingly, most Christian mystics have made their own. Mm -hmm. well, our end is our beginning. Mm -hmm. This is the principle that in our end is the is our beginning. Mm -hmm. Do you think our end is in our? Do you think that our end is our beginning? which will provide the speculative ingredients of the medieval view of the cosmos that wittingly, unwittingly, most Christian mystics have made their own. In that charming view, all creation moved in a giant cyclical rhythm, an endless and very dynamic of process and return. From the one into the one, the multiple eddied and swirled within an ordered pattern that fade, aided by Batinus beheld and that the reason, with his further help, did the best it could do, it could to explain. It was, quote, The God I came from and to thee go, unquote, of Hopkins centuries later. Yet to the medieval way of thinking, anything, animate or inanimate, might with equal justice voice that same cry. Such was the pattern on which, as the most faithful reflex of reality, he set himself to discuss. St. Thomas constructed his Summa Theologica. It was the schema that many a medieval mystic attempted to reproduce within himself in order to achieve his itinerary to God. Mm -hmm. Do we need... Uh, St. Thomas's Summa Theologica, so we can attempt to get an itinerary to God. It was an idea that came like a flame through the most devious channels of chance, phrases, garbled translations, then the rest, to fire the theological genius of such diverse minds as those of Scotus E. Rugina, Hugh of St. Vicar, Meister Eckhart, 
The Middle Ages itself performed a masterly exegesis on Platinian material, an achievement all the more extraordinary when one recalls that apparently it never knew a single word of his at first hand. <laughs> Goodness, how'd that happen? First hand. According to Platinus, then, the one is term because... It is a principle at the origin of the return because it is the source of participation. Effect is drawn towards cause. Image tends towards prototype. There is at the core of every existing thing an ontic desire for what is lacking to its perfectness. Perfectness. And this perfectness it can find in its fullness solely within that which initially engendered it. Wow, he's saying there is at the core of every existing thing an ontic desire for what is lacking to its perfectness, and this perfectness it can find in its fullness solely within that which initially engendered it. Do we have an, a core? Do I have? There is at the core of every existing thing, including me, an ontic desire. I desire what is lacking to its my perfect perfectness, and this perfectness can be find. I can find this perfectness in the fullness solely within that which initially engendered me. <laughs> Indulgence is at the root of this inontic desire. Indul indigence, indigence, not indulgence. <laughs> That's why we have comic effects in this. What was it? Humor is part of... Uh, hmm. Humor is allowed. <laughs> hmm. Indigence is at the root of this ontic desire. Extreme poverty. He did valuable work towards the relief of indigence. Extreme poverty. Indigence is at the root of this ontic desire, but not merely indigence. There is as well the drive to make up for this indigence. It is a commonplace in Plato that desire is the child of penury and plentitude, and here Platinus agrees with him. It is what, centuries later, Pascal has God say to the Christian soul, quote, You sh would not seek me if you had not already found me. My goodness. We've already found God by having started to read the essential Platinus by reading Platinus. We already found God. Well, we, before we started reading this, we found him. 
For we were predestined to find him. It was in our antic desire. You will not, you would not seek me if you had not already found me. Do you think when you're seeking enlightenment and essentially already achieved enlightenment by the fact that you're seeking enlightenment? Uh, that it is enlightenment. Seeking enlightenment it is enlightenment. So, hmm. this is a very interesting part here. Hmm. We'll read it again. According to Platonist, then the, the one is term because it is principle, and at the origin of the return because it is the source of participation. Effect is drawn towards cause. Effect is drawn towards cause. Image tends towards prototype. There is at the core of every existing thing an antic desire for what is lacking to its perfection, perfectness, and this perfectness it can find in its fullness solely within that which initially engendered it. Indigence is the root of this antic desire, but not merely indigence. There is as well the drive to make up for this indigence. It is a commonplace in Plato that desire is the child of penury and plenitude, and here Platonus agrees with him. It is what centuries later Pascal has God say to the Christian soul, quote, You would not seek me if you had not already found me. Hmm. What are we seeking then if we already found him? Why are you even listening? Why am I doing this podcast and why is anybody listening to it? The source whence came the human soul is the transcendent and the unknowable one. The soul's final term, its destiny, its home, is the transcendent and unknowable one. But it is not only its final term, it is the peak to which this life, the soul, should strive to attain, however intermittently. Book 3, 835. The manner of its striving is our next concern. <sighs> it's interesting stuff. Have we read Pascal? Have we read St. Thomas? Simon Bon? Have we read all of the We were reading the introductions, so basically, probably Neatis. We're reading about the concept of the one. The one time that I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this one time about the one. Hmm. 